I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I take you for a ride on the devil's ship. I take you for a ride where you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. Drosos, Andrew, welcome. Yes, Pantelis. So that's the intro. That's all you need. I have the balls to talk about it, guys. Are here? Yes. Uh, I have the balls to talk about it. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah, seriously, he's wearing a T-shirt. So these are. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hit it. You gotta hit them. There you go. So this is our little. Uh, this is how we start every show. You gotta hit the blue balls. Okay. So wait, are you? Do you only deal with people that have erectile dysfunction and? Uh... I work. Yeah. No. No. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is... No, I'm a urologist. We deal with kidney stones and bladder infections. and How often is that happening? Uh, a lot. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Uh, kidney stones is quite common, quite horrible. What causes that? Causes that? Usually dehydration, not drinking enough. We don't drink enough. Your urine becomes very concentrated, and then it starts. the crystals start to come out and form stones. Uh, neither of you, uh, you've never had any stones. No, no. No, that's why I asked, because I've uh, heard. I've had one. But I've never had, and, and it's the scariest thing in my head. It, it's it's bad. I've had one. Uh, and I did, it just came on me like that. I, I, I was in the hospital, uh, just went to pee, and my pee came out red. I freaked out. That would I think scare I have, sure, yeah. You know, and this is what I do. I think I have cancer. I went into the uh, radiology suite, and I went into the CAT scan, and I said, I'm doing a CAT scan now. Uh, you know, I was, I, I was freaking out. And uh, they found a little stone. I didn't feel pain at first, and I was going away on a trip. And I'm going to this island. I went to, we went to Hawaii. Three days later, I said, I'm not canceling my trip, but I have no pain. It was a small stone. And, and then my first night there, I'm waking up in the middle of the night, and I'm, 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 I'm dead. I'm dead. It was really, 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 really bad. And then you just got to let it go? You just got to urinate that out? Uh, if it doesn't come out, you got to get it out. You go in with a little camera, like thin like this wire. Through the penis all the way up to the oh. kidney and laser blast it out. Are you frozen during that time or do you feel everything? You're, you're, well, yeah. You're either asleep completely or spinal anesthesia. Okay. Asleep completely. That would be the best. Yes. I don't want to know that you're yeah. inside my dick with yeah, the yeah. camera. But I was lucky. I passed it. It, it. it got quiet for about <clears throat> four months. So I said, okay, let me just leave it. And then I'm in the, in the surgeon's lounge with my partner and I started to feel some pain again. I said, you know what? It's time. It's time. I think it's time to, to do the surgery and get it out. And... Three seconds later, I go pee and pop. Out comes this little stone. I grabbed it out of the toilet. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I win. Does I it, win. Andrew, when it goes through, through, does it hurt? That's when it hurts no, the most? No, no, that's when it hurts the least. Oh, okay. Because I, the, the I, I tube would, in the penis is, is is twice as big almost as the tube coming from the kidneys. I would have thought the pain is like. No, no, I didn't feel it. Poseidon, so bring us some waters <laughs> now <laughs> so we don't get dehydrated because now I'm starting to get, uh, now it's in my head. Bring, bring some waters over here. Yeah, I mean, there's some different. Other or many other reasons uh, beyond the scope of this. But, I heard uh, drinking Perrier causes uh, that kind of stuff. Not really. I drink a lot of Perrier. I uh, think they said it to fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think it was. So you, how did you guys meet, by the way? Uh, I was training with... He was training. Yeah, it was yeah training but it, was, it wasn't with you at first. You were working with a guy. 
Oh yeah, I was Sa- training. Sam? Yeah, I was training. I was working for another trainer, and then uh, <clears throat> when I kind of split from the trainer, um, you know, he wanted to continue training with me. So then I went and I started training Andrew, and then we trained for years, kind of on and off. And then he started training at my gym. And uh, funny story, how we started the show was one of my clients had a you know quote-unquote problem down there as we call it you know yeah. like and men you know how they get when it comes to that they're like he glued his hand to his penis <laughs> i saw <That's> <laughs> he was like nick you know i have a problem down there uh, you know can you give me any advice i said look i i know a doctor urologist i train i can ask him so as we're training in the gym i said andrew you know what one of my clients has this problem can you give me any advice like what should i do he's like man so many men don't talk about it we should start a show. I go, yeah. And then he's like, and we should call it, have the boss talk about it. It's a good name. And two weeks later, we were filming. Two weeks later. Well, I, you were ready to go, doctor. No, actually, I mean, I, I love the idea, but I, I wasn't used to, to, to any of this. So if, if you go back and look at our first show, I'm like pale, white, nervous. <laughs> oh, you're uh, ner- yeah, yeah. It, after I think a while someone commented on that first show, like the doctor looks like he's going to throw up or something. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, Andrew was like this, very, very nervous. And I'm like, and I'm used to it because I've done YouTube. I've been in front of the camera. I've yeah, done yeah. acting classes. And I knew Andrew was going to be good. I knew it. I knew I, I'm but, like, Andrew, don't worry. Hold on a second. We, yeah. also, we also came in and we did it in my office and we said, we didn't, we didn't plan anything. Yeah, zero. We sat down a couple before. I, th- I brought a bottle of scotch. We had a shot just to relax me. <laughs> oh, also, if you want to bring the mic closer, because I'm hearing now. Yeah, you can hug. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you get a your nice deep voice. Okay. And uh, anyway, so, so I, you know, I like to prepare for these things. And when I give a talk or... So Nick said, no, 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 we'll just wing it. Okay, what are we going to talk about? So we sat for five minutes and came up with four different shows we were going to do. And we just... Okay, one, two, three, go. And we just did it. Banged out four shows. Each show was, we didn't even have to stop and cut and whatever. We just went and it just, you know. And do you get a lot of questions now from people who watch and like, hey, can you guys talk about this? Or can you guys, and it's always dick related. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. We have some good, some other good things. Look, we want to cover all health. Yeah. There's so much you can talk about. About penises and erectile dysfunction. That's why. Did anybody come to you with COVID stuff? Did anybody say I have erectile dysfunction? Do I have COVID? <laughs> <laughs> no, we ha- no, we haven't got that one. We haven't yet. gotten that one yet. Wait, we it's will. Come. I'm yeah. sure yeah. somebody. <laughs> it's a, there's always some, someone like that that associates. But I was asking you before, but you didn't want to answer me because you're a secretive man. But I want to know just for Canadian doctors. Yeah. Uh, there's a new doctor that uh, that I met, uh, and I found out that one of the things you have to do is well, the way they describe it is that there's the kind of a hierarchy of things that you prescribe when someone first comes in to see if you're a general uh, practitioner. Is that what they call them? Yeah. General, yeah. yeah. Um, and let's say if I go in and you could tell I'm a little overweight, so I'm like, ah, hey, you know, I'm not feeling too good. I'm a little lethargic. Common sense would dictate that some people, the first thing they would say would be, maybe you should lose some weight. You know, ask them what they're eating. But the way she described it is like, no, first, if, if we check the blood pressure and that's a little high, then we have to prescribe pills. Then second visit is prescription of this. And then like, it's like down the line, the common sense thing of, why don't you eat a little better uh, and fucking exercise? Yeah. So that's, first of all, that's completely not true. Okay. We're not taught that way. It's sort of, uh, I guess it evolves that way. I mean, if you if you go look in, uh, okay, let's just stick to, to what, I'm, what I know, erectile dysfunction. Yeah. So if you look at erectile dysfunction, all the guidelines... Weight loss, diet, you know, lifestyle modifications, we call them. Okay. And I said, I discussed that with my patient, you know, you know, lose weight and get rid of your diabetes. And I, I tell people the penis is like the heart, do what's good for the heart. You know, most people, 
if you say uh, do do exercise for the penis, they don't know. But just you know, exactly what you said: losing weight, exercise, getting control of diabetes and high blood pressures, all great. The problem is, is that nobody does it. Okay. Problem number one. So you know, I, I guy comes in and he's a little overweight and and he's on high blood pressure medications, which are not good for the erections. I say, look, you know, you got to lose some weight. You got to, you know, do some exercise, whatever. And uh, okay, fine, but uh, can you give me a prescription for the blue pill? Oh, so, okay, that's so, how it's okay. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's the best thing. And and you know, if yeah, you know, we always talk about this all the time. I think a comprehensive approach is is the best way to go for all these kind of illnesses. Just nobody does it. That's number one. Number two is you made me realize something by saying that. By the way. What's that? Like, I, I think, dysfunction? No, no, just about, like, <laughs> I think, like, doctors, that might happen. Like, let's say in general, if it's not for, I think maybe some reflex might be if, if they could already see that the person's like, eh, exercise, what else we got that they're already ready? Well, there's also this stupid, but, you know, now yeah. I'm seeing it a little differently. Yeah. Uh, and because, uh, well, I know when I send patients to sex therapists, psychologists, and, and nobody wants to put in the effort. They want the, they want the, the easy way out of it. Yeah. Even to lose weight or whatever, they want a pill to lose weight. They want it, you know. They don't want to go see Nick, hit the gym, and 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 diet and exercise. So, so it's not true that we're told or that we're taught to do that. It's absolutely the opposite. Number two, which is I guess the the bad side of it, which it's a word to blame, is uh, our system is based on you know we doctors get paid less for visit. They're forced, you know, even in Quebec, we have quotas of how many patients you have to see. I only found out from that doctor about this. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have time to be all warm and, and holistic and, and fuzzy and everything like that because we got, you know, X minutes with you. So I, I, I went private. I pulled out of the system so I can, you know, you have your client base. You could take care of them. So we can, we can talk and I don't have to rush you out of my office. I used to see 12 patients an hour. That's five, every patient every five minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know you can't talk now. Now a new pa- uh, for a new patient. Now a new patient is is uh, twenty twenty five minutes. So you get down to what's really yeah. You have yeah. you have a chance, but again, most patients or most most guys and women they don't they don't want that. They you know it sounds nice and it sounds you're sitting around the table. Yeah, you know we should we should lose weight and you get these guys every time you you put something on Instagram they say yeah but uh, for, you know drug and big pharma and that's all you guys are pushing. I mean I don't you know we don't uh, conspiracy theory we don't get paid by drug companies to to give you Viagra or to give you blood pressure medication. It was bad in the past. Well, in, in in the past they would directly pay the. They wouldn't pay, but they would take you on trips, and they would they would you know, uh, you know kick, so they push kick, it. Kick yeah, backs. I mean, look, I I was just at the end of that, uh, and did I ever prescribe something because a drug company took me out to play golf? No, but but still, you know, so so in the states they crack down on it. If you if if a drug company rep comes to talk about the medication, they buy you a cup of coffee. You have to list that. There's a website where you can access and you can check me. How many cups of coffee I got from Pfizer or whatever it is. Oh, sure. They're so strict. So Canada, what the drug companies did before the government cracked down on it is they they got together, they formed a committee, and they self-policed themselves so they can do it softly and, and soften the blow a little bit before, you know, the government, I assume the government said, okay, you guys take care of it, and if we're not happy, then we'll step in. And uh, so things dramatically changed from when I first started working 18 years ago. And, but this was for everything, I'm guessing. It wasn't just for dick pills. It must have been for heart medication yeah, for every doctor. Yeah, probably dick, going yeah, I mean, dick pills. Is, I mean, heart. the number one medication out there was, I think it was Lipitor for cholesterol. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more than all these, anything I use. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, all the cholesterol and blood pressure medications. 
everybody's got blood pressure and antidepressants. Everybody's on antidepressants. Oh, we have you know, a, a crazy. one of the guys here that podcast with us. He's uh, he was in and out of the mental hospital for a couple of months, and he just spent his last, uh, I guess, almost a month. He was in there right now, and he came out. And same now they have him on three weeks, and now they have him on uh, lithium. Yeah, which, uh, that's the same shit that's in your battery, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's just crazy that it's always like, okay, well, we're gonna test your blood, we're gonna see what this is doing to you, and try like you're a fucking chemical experiment. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And and then now he's become dependent because he always says, I gotta find the right mix of what pills are gonna cut, but. I always feel like there's an underlining problem that you should maybe address before just jump into the pills. Cause I think that that's the worst thing. Cause now you have a crutch. What if it's keeping you calm and then you run out or you're somewhere, something happens. Then what? You fucked. You can't function. I think that's where it's a combination of, of, I mean, combination of yes, go see your doctor. But like Andrew said, and, and, and like Andrew has that philosophy and we shared as well on the show that, you know, Andrew never says, oh, go straight out. We always talk about no matter what topic, we try to find what's the way that you can better yourself, make it work for you, do it the, the, the healthy way. And as a last resort, if you need a pill, if you need, if you need the medication, then, then, then go and take it, obviously. So we always tell, even Andrew says it on the show, like if your doctor's prescribed something, you need to take it. Like don't just watch the show and take, like what we say, because every situation. Yeah, listen to your different. doctor who had more experience with you one on one. Yeah, but yeah. but also, also question your doctor because, like like we just said, a lot of times they just the doctors don't have the time to to go through everything, and they're just going to go for the easier fix. So if you don't feel right about what they said and and or what they offered you, whatever, get a second opinion. When when my patients say, you know what, uh. I'm, I'm going to get a second opinion on that. I, I, I go for it. Go yeah. for it. I don't pretend to know everything. Uh, you know, if you're if you don't trust what I'm saying, I, I'm cool with that 100. percent Go get an, you know, and and then maybe you can teach me something if the other guy says something. Otherwise, so and and if your doctor's going to be, um, uh, you know, offended, get offended, uh, yeah, offended by it or whatever, then am I allowed to swear? Of course, yeah. Then, 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 fuck him or her. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's your life. It's not his life. Yeah. If he can't take, if his ego is so big that he can't take you getting another opinion, then, then fuck him, or her. Is it hard you know? for you guys, like doctors, now to give your honest opinion on things? Given that, like, the last two years has with with COVID, everything has been fucking scary. Uh, I see people that you, they can say anything and they'll label you a conspiracy theorist, even if it's not COVID related. Now, so if it doesn't go with the narrative. Does that worry you, especially since you have your private practice about anything, maybe the way to treat erectile dysfunction? You're like, well, maybe you need this pill. Maybe you need this. At this point where we're at now, you're going to have people just jump on the bandwagon of that's just his fucking, you know, hippie nonsense. What are you listening? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, part of what I have to do on, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, because you make one step wrong, you're going to, you know, you get that nasty comment on rate MD or one of those, uh, you know, Google, uh, they, they rate you and, and rank you and everything like that. So uh, you uh, you have to see, you have to try to learn because uh, patients are pushing something. I'm talking about what I think they should be talking about, and they're just heading in a different direction. Sometimes I have to say, like, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? You, you know, is this bothering you? Are you worried about it? Do you want to do more testing? Do you want to treat it? Do you want to do less testing? It's sometimes you have to get in their head because those are the guys that – you know, I see these, you know, sometimes we talk about, uh, I treat a lot of uh, pelvic pain. So I have this good handout. 
explaining what it is. It's produced by the Canadian Urological Association. So I often give it to patients. So I saw one patient and I described to him that this isn't an infection. You don't need antibiotics. And, and look on over here and I go over them. It's, you know, you need to see a physiotherapist. You need to sit in warm baths and take some anti-inflammatories and, and all that stuff to relax your pelvic muscles. So boom, the doctor didn't even examine me, didn't give me antibiotics, just gave me a paper printed off the internet. Well, why would you want antibiotics so, right away if that, you don't know that you need yeah, it? Yeah, so, so uh, sometimes, yeah, I mean, it, it's, Unfortunately, we have to, you know, we have to play a little bit to the critics. We have to give the people what they want sometimes because it's 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 you're just for protecting your reputation. I have to balance protecting my license and not doing anything that the uh, the uh, college uh, college de médecins, the college of doctors, is gonna is gonna kill me. But you're also under the microscope by patients all the time. So uh, you know you got to be and and definitely now with the conspiracy theory be with COVID and. You know, they think doctors and and and, and, uh, and big pharma, pharma, big pharma, or, or Bill are Gates. Well, I don't think you. I don't you think know. you're injecting people with anything in their dicks, so you don't have to worry about that. Oh uh, well, well, we, we are. Am, oh really? Yeah. Not for COVID. Oh no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Imagine, like, look, you guys have to do it too. Yeah. You want the Pfizer or the Moderna? Exactly. <laughs> that would be fucking crazy. But no, yeah, so you guys are under the microscope because I, especially now, because we have Google. So mm -hmm. I assume that with your job, you're gonna get people who come in and they're like, "Well, actually, doctor, I Googled it, and according to fucking Dark Lord six fifty, <laughs> you should be prescribing this." You know, and, but uh, personally, the blue pill scares the shit out of me. Eh? Why? Because again, I fed into hysteria, and when I was growing up in high school, I remember it came. You know, it was a heart uh, medication first, Viagra, when they were testing, and then it looked mm -hmm. good. So I have this. I understand it's irrational because uh, it's prescribed by doctors. But I have an irrational fear that uh, if I take Viagra, it'll make my heart go fucking crazy, and maybe I'll have a heart attack. That's how. And even though I drink forty-seven coffees a day, that is my fear in my head. I know it's irrational, but it's still there, and I know it's just remnants of yeah. dumb stuff I heard through the years and just kept. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, once you, once that gets ingrained. I mean, uh, we fight that all the time with testosterone therapy, because there was one study in two thousand and thirteen that came out. It was a horrible study. The problem is, that said testosterone is bad for the heart. It was a horrible study. In fact, the data was fudged in a way that it it was just it was horrible. What do they have to gain by doing that? Uh, you know I, what I mean? Like I why know. fudge that? Because yeah, I, I don't know. But it was it was uh, you know everyone has their their agenda for whatever reason. I, I don't know if it was maliciously done, but in any case, that article, besides the 40 other articles which were against this one, said, said opposite, that testosterone replacement is not bad for the heart. That one made, you know, New York Times, CNN, uh, and that, you know, tarnished the, 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 the reputation of testosterone therapy for a generation. We're still fighting that now. Yeah, because you know, it got into the, the zeitgeist. Yeah. Patients come to me, I prescribe them testosterone because their testosterone is low, they're feeling crappy, and they come back a week later, you know, I spoke to my family doctor and he says, it's bad for your heart, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't do it. Uh, well, and the opposite is true. Low testosterone is bad for the heart, and uh, it's just that, you know, uh, for 20 years we've been thinking that it's, you know, or some people have been thinking because they only read the headline on CNN, they don't know the data behind it, they don't know the, the studies behind it, they don't know everything else that's shown the opposite to be true, but it sticks, it sticks around, unfortunately. Yeah, Rogan does that. The, the, I think the testosterone, and the man, he can fucking pull a tree from the fucking ground. 
So no, I think uh, as far as I as far as I know, it helps. I've also read a lot of stories about people that started doing testosterone replacement therapy. They were a bit older, and it was helping them heal. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't now, now. It's it's let's just be clear. This is for people who have been diagnosed with low or lower testosterone levels who are who are feeling the symptoms of it. It's not to make you know a normal guy Superman. It's to make a guy who's low. But theoretically, if you wanted to. Can we create this Superman that you speak of? He's here right next to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I've created seen, in the I, lab. I've seen the results with my cousin because he was on our show. We, we've had actually... Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I saw the before and after. I had yeah. met him before too, but I saw the photos and everything. He's looking jacked. Yeah, so yeah. we did TRT. We had another episode with uh, Francisco Randes who did the TRT as well with Andrew. And we talk a lot about, about it. And um, I've seen the results that it, that it gives, but... Again, they had low testosterone. Yeah, you can't just do it to anyone. It's it, you know, and and I think that's what's interesting about the show. What we what we we're trying to do with the show is give people real information as much as possible from what Andrew knows, and provide you know, and try to take out all the nonsense that is written or said because there's so much. I go, what's worse than not being informed is being misinformed. Yeah, of course, yeah, that's worse. Especially now, it's so easy to be bombarded in so many And that so goes back to your ways. comment on Dr. on Doctor Google. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's so many people misinformed. And, and, and all these posts, negative posts that come up, you know, who posts, the guy who's doing okay and wasn't, you know, or wasn't feeling great and took something and is doing okay with no side effects, he doesn't go to rant on on. On, on on Google or uh, on the internet, right? Only when you're angry. It's the angry people that go rant. So, you know, when I see people with, uh, there's a disease that or men get, it, mostly women, called interstitial cystitis or painful bladder syndrome. And patients come into my office freaking out. They think they have it because they've seen on the internet horrible, horrible, horrible cases, women who are suicidal. But that's not the majority of cases. So you hear the people who rant, but you don't hear the average people which is the majority of people, uh, you don't hear from them. Hey, I took my medication. I'm feeling better now. All's good. You know, you, people don't write that. People don't post that. No, no, I, I, and I'm one of those guys. That's why I admit it. Even with Viagra, I always, that's why it scares me. I always think that I always thought, just toilet seats. I always thought, fuck, now I got an STD because this. My entire life I lived, never having an STD, always assuming I'm going to have an STD. And it was always for, that bathroom looks dirty. This is like it was the dumbest yeah, but, fucking reasons. You, okay, hold on. Yeah. But you, every time you say something, you, you remind me of another story. Yeah. So many men come into my office that have had something happen. They were on a business trip. They they got a happy ending massage, <laughs> or uh, they went to a bachelor party and the the stripper sat on their lap, or they went to a toilet they thought was dirty, and they're convinced. But to the point where they make themselves crazy. I have this burning, and it, it's, it happens when I do this. And when no, I no, if like I had that. burning, I think I'd and fucking lose my shit. <laughs> but, but we've done, you know, we've done tests and tests. You know, they've been tested for for chlamydia and gonorrhea fifteen times. It's but all in it's here. It's all in here. But what is it? Because of the media? Out. Like I don't know what the fuck happened to me when I was growing up and it scared the shit out of me in school. Everything like that would scare. The th- it's it's our Greek parents. No, my mom would never talk about like sex stuff. So I don't think, I mean, I'm telling you, I think it was high school because I remember, I even asked questions because I I remember one class when I was like, they were talking about AIDS and different STDs. And I was like, if two people, because like if you have sex, you get an STD basically is what they were trying to say. And I was like, if two people who don't have something have sex, can one of them then develop symptoms? And I remember the confusion in the face and no straight answer. And I was like, oh, this is fucked up. (laughs) And I think since then, that's why I still remember. Wh- when did we go to Sheehan's the uh, Toronto the premiere thing? 
Two years ago, three years ago. P- 2019, Pearson Airport, the uh, Toronto. Bro, I had to go. I was waiting for the plane. There was no, I, ha- I had to go take a shit. And even though I packed papers everywhere, so you, so I felt so... You, so you don't go to public places? If I you try and to? avoid them. Okay. Put paper everywhere. Still, on the flight home, like, are my balls infected now? Do I have something? Is this how I get gone? Is this how I die? Like what? In my fucking head, like an imbecile. Yeah. But I think that, that's... There was a joke that my uh, sex ed teacher said um, about that. There was a question, can you get a sexually transmitted disease in a public bathroom? And the answer was... Depends yes, who you're it, fucking. No, about. yeah, no. The answer is yes, but it's more comfortable in the bedroom. Yeah, very. That's a good one. Yeah, but in my head has been ingrained for years, and it's complete nonsense. But I, I think it's the way that sometimes it, the information is given. Yeah, for sure. Right, it's not given clearly. Like when 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 I have a question, I'll ask Andrew. I'll get a clear answer. And if you ask somebody who's not hasn't studied it, but they're there to give the information, they give the broad information. Which could be broken down and it could, you know, you could create your own ideas through that. That's so. why I stopped Googling symptoms when my head hurts. Because it, you know what it used to be? Like, fuck, I have a headache. I wonder what's going on. I'm like, I have a headache here. I would Google it and it would always be like, uh, yeah, dying. chance of a brain tumor. Or and I was like, what the fuck? Fatigue. And the fatigue was the worst one. HIV. I was like, this, I can't be the only tired person here. <laughs> like, does everybody have AIDS? Like, what's happening? It's crazy. So I stopped doing it. But I think, too, when you're looking at the information you got, you got it like 30 years ago, 20, whatever it was. Yeah. It's, it's not the same that we have today. No, but also it's the way you look. That's why I prefer yeah. going to a professional who some... I, dude, I thought I had COVID. Last, I went to the private... Remember when COVID first happened? Yeah. Oh, you're going to love this because this might have happened to you with dick-related stuff. I went to um, uh, the one on Rockland. Okay. The, what's it called? MD. Rockland MD. Yeah. Rockland MD. Nice place. I fucking like that place. Uh, but I go in and I was panicked. I was wearing the mask. The, uh, I go in and I'm like, look, I think I got COVID because I had fever that week and it was the week when it first starts. So I, I go, I, I guaranteed I got it. So I go in and the dog was a young guy. It was kind of laughing when he was looking at me. He's like, what are your symptoms? Like, I have this, I have this. I'm convinced I have COVID. You know, that's why I go, you should take this seriously. And he's like, well, first of all, uh, you're wearing your mask backwards. So like, so like, all right. All right, touche, you know, <laughs> put the right way, he's just <laughs> laughing. He goes, yeah, I don't think you have it. He's like, I'm like, no, no, I'm convinced that no, no, I have this. He's like, well, look, you could take the blood test. We'll take all kinds of, we'll test everything. I go, I want to be tested from AIDS to coronavirus. He's like, okay. So he gives me the list, right? And I go in the front and the lady's like, yeah, because the doctor's like, you don't, like you think you have the symptoms of coronavirus, you have others, you don't have coronavirus symptoms. So she goes, you could take this and just go to the CLC. It'll be faster, cheaper for you to get the blood test. I was like, no, I want everything now. I don't want to go to the CLC. She's like, it's going to be like a thousand. Like, it costs money like to do everything here. Yeah. I was like, we could do everything here. I do everything. I'm convinced I'm going to have something. They called me on the phone like a week later to tell me, ah, maybe watch your cholesterol a bit, but everything's fine. There's nothing wrong with you. And the waste of money, bro, and just the humiliation. I was like, yeah, like I should have listened to the doctor. I wish I had COVID. At <laughs> yeah, least yeah. it would have been worth a like, thousand I should have listened to the goddamn doctor, bro. But, yeah, but sometimes, you know, because... Sometimes I do tests on patients because they're so convinced they have this. Where, I, where normally, if you came in with these symptoms, I wouldn't do it. But I say, look, uh, this test is not necessary. Yeah. You could do it, but I feel that you kind of need it because you're not going to believe it, that you don't have bladder cancer or whatever until we do it. And he's like, let's do it right now. You know. So sometimes doing a negative test... Uh, is good psychologically. It, it did help me. It, I was angry in the beginning. I was like, what a waste of money. But then I was like, you know what? I know I'm clean. I got nothing. And then I started thinking, wait a second. There's no blood test for coronavirus. This <laughs> son of a bitch. You know, like they didn't test that. What if I had that? But I was fine. I had no symptoms or anything after. And I was just overthinking it. 
But yeah, that's uh, so I understand people asking you stupid shit because I ask stupid shit all the time. But I think when it comes to our health, it's normal. It's like, think about it. It's the base that probably gets us the most nervous. So so from even even me, anytime you Google something, it always ends up cancer. You're dying. And then you want to be reassured yeah. that you're okay over and over again. So, I mean, it's it's when you start playing with that, It once it gets in your head too, the paranoia, the thoughts, the ideas. Let me tell Look, I got the COVID vaccine. I didn't want to get it. Which one? Uh, the Pfizer. Okay. I didn't want to get it. I was against it. If you're going to get one, you got the, the better one. <laughs> and Andrew was like, you know, everybody I spoke to who was like, you know, our shows, you know, we get professional medical doctors on almost every episode, every second or third episode. Yeah. So when I started telling my conspiracy theories, I just get this like. What, did you tell them about microchips and shit, bro? What did you talk about? The microchips, Bill Gates, yeah, that's what they need because we don't, we're, we don't have a chip with us all the time now. Yeah, they need to track so, us through so, that. Yeah. So Andrew was like, Nick, just you know. So I, I ended up getting it, but there's so much conspiracy behind that, you know. And well, and I uh, personally, uh, this is what I thought. I'm not even a doctor, but you play the odds. Yeah, I go look. Yeah. If you're a woman, statistically, I would avoid AstraZeneca. Just <laughs> if you're gonna get the vaccine, yeah, but, try but, and avoid but, that. Yeah, but you know. So what, what is what is the rate? Did you hear for getting a blood clot from AstraZeneca? The rate? Yeah. I was less than 3%. No, it's like one in 200,000 or something crazy like that. It's like 0.01. The same woman is on the pill, the birth control pill, which has a rate of blood clots of about one in a thousand or something like that. Get the fuck out of one in a thousand. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, things get sensationalized. But that's not, but I'm saying because it's the only one that I heard that. If you have the choice, just, if you you have the choice, just take a fucking another one. That's it. And then you're reassured. Yeah. But apparently the AstraZeneca is the, the old way they do the vaccines, the vaccines, the original way, and the new one is this the RNA yeah, that will yeah. trans. Yeah, I heard about that. The know. mutations, all that yeah. shit. I don't. None of that scares me. Uh, the only reason why I'm not running because I gotta get vaccinated is just because I don't feel like for me it's that much of a danger if I would get COVID enough for me to be like, I got to be at the front of the line or whatever. It's like, nah, it happens. It happens. If I fucking down the line, I could get it. You know, I'm not in a panic mode for that. You know what I mean? Just looking at what happened to the world and looking at where I am demographic. I don't think it'll kill me. That, it's interesting. You know? I just, uh, there, there were, I don't know if it was the, uh, the H the WHO or, or one of these world health organizations, if not that one, it was the other one who said that we should stop vaccinating the younger people in North America or Europe or whatever, oh, shit. Uh, and start giving those vaccines to, you know, people, people at risk them around the world. Yeah. Because if if we do great, and, and and when India continues to to be a disaster, uh, it's gonna it's gonna come back. It's you know, yeah, it doesn't make sense to, to me. It doesn't so like it, it was a good point. You know, our 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 twenty two year olds who aren't at risk, but I mean, it's never gonna happen. We're not gonna take those vaccines sitting in a warehouse in. Uh, you know, at uh, Saint Denis, and, and ship them off to India. So yeah, it's like when your mother says, "You know, eat your food, or I'm going to ship it to Africa." You know, it's not going to happen. Even though it, we should, though. Like, let's be honest, it's a little crazy that it's kind of like what they did in the beginning with uh, the old folks' homes. When instead of taking care of them, they kind of like made them uh, just morgues. Like, all right, let's lock up. <laughs> yeah, let's let, let's let, let's let nature take its course. Yeah, yeah. The people that needed our like help that, yeah. are as if we're responsible. We didn't help them. And then we made everyone else. We needed a small pat. We needed people to take stuff serious, but we over. I think overdid it. Like the, the amount of terror. I've spoken to people. 
People were scared to come do podcasts. People were scared to leave their house. Just this too much. When? In the beginning? It, no, in the beginning, I was scared. Through the first month, I was washing everything. Yeah, I was scared. Scared of shit. Because of all the videos coming out of China, remember the people falling, collapsing? Yeah. Which wasn't real, but we all, for some reason, it was everywhere. So we thought that you get it and you collapse in the metro and you see, convulse. See, the, the reality at the beginning, we had, we didn't know. I, I can understand the paranoia. I can understand people being afraid. I could understand. I, I, I got it because even me, I was like, and then you're hearing. I was, I, I, mean, I was I, scared of everything. I got into arguments on Facebook because people were sending me. I'm like, bro, you're a graphic artist. Please don't send me your conspiracy theory. I'll do the 5G like, thing. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. People went, my friend works for Rogers. He goes, one of the antennas they burned down wasn't even 5G. Like, yeah, I know, I know. Like, people are just <laughs> stupid. And, and, but the level of stupidity gets to a point. And so, like, I mean, I will go get my information from the people I know who are best to give me the information. Yeah. Right, I'm like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ask Andrew. I'm gonna ask different doctors. I don't know where opinion? the 5G started, the the conspiracy. I can't even remember. All no I remember is we we had a phone call about that, yeah. and I was saying there's places like I forgot where it was most infected at the time, Italy or something. And I was yelling on the phone. I go, they don't even have 5G. They don't even fucking have it. <laughs> That's quite crazy. What the fuck kind of theory is this? <laughs> it, it, it's unbelievable. But just to show you the level of, like, you know, people just follow the masses, and then it's easy when you're scared. Yeah, and, and, and at the beginning, I get it, but now we have enough information to be, okay, what are the pros, what are the cons, what is it? And I, I think, I mean, it's kind of hard, right? Because we look at the Quebec government and we're like, I hear people, uh, you know, they, they bash him, they trash him, but like, we don't know the law. We don't know. Maybe what he did, the curfew and everything he did, maybe it helped us. No, the curfew didn't help us. The curfew is stupid. Than, than, than Ontario. We, we, we don't know that, like how it could have played out either way. But that's way. crazy to say because the curfew, uh, like you jogging at 8 p.m., is fine and you jogging at 9 p.m. is dangerous to but me I, that's, I, I it's think, not that yeah. it's not that i i have daughters 18 22 so yeah. when the, when there was no curfew they were going to their friend's house and hanging out and when, when there was a curfew they weren't so i you know but i mean were they not think, seeing their friends at all uh, like were they, they not were seeing, seeing their them, friends they were, earlier the day they were going yeah but they weren't hanging out as much as they were when 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 it was open at nighttime you know, they would they would see them meet them during the day and go hang out in the park or go walk. I guess in winter it was it was not, it was a problem, but uh, um, you know, and and of course uh, all the uh, online um, you know uh, chatting, chatting, talking to them, yeah, all that stuff. But uh, I, I think it did discourage people from any kind of get together. Oh, well, of course, yeah, because there's and and I think it, it was discouraged a, that, I think, but I think yeah. it was a way to monitor for them to make it easy to know. You know, you see five cars parked outside the garage. You're like, okay, is there a party happening here? And I think it was a way for the government to be able to uh, just shut that part down. Look, I didn't. Well, me, that well, was the the, well, the one thing that I went completely against them was because I didn't like the immediate. Because we still do have rights as like there's a line to be drawn, right? Yeah. So well, where is that? You you don't have a right to drive your car without a seatbelt. You don't have to. You don't have a right to drive 140 kilometers. You don't. You have to wear a helmet, you, right? Uh, you know, or whatever. We have rules for safety of individuals and publics. I don't. You know, uh, but we do have a constitution, right? We have a charter of rights and freedoms. Yeah, so but to, but to it, limit like, someone's movement based on the time of day. Well, I don't know. Where do you draw the line? That, that's what I'm saying. It's like where, so, like, it, I guess depends how lot, much someone accepts. Yeah. That's it. Like, because there's people who were, let's say, depending on what job you do, right? There's people who were working from home all day. They were done at six or seven. They had that two hour gap to go do some groceries, maybe come, and then they were just stuck back home. See, that was my problem. And they're I, like, fuck. Because really, that, that happened to me for, for, for two months. I was stuck. I couldn't even go jogging outside and I was gaining weight. I was like, fuck, the second I'm done, the curfew starts. 
the, the nine o'clock curfew, I agree, was really, really tough because I was finishing work at eight and at nine, the curfew was there. I was like, okay, I can't go. I wasn't against Even them stopping parties. I wasn't against that. I was just against the fact that, fuck, I don't know this guy's schedule. This guy may have just finished. And I remember the grocery store at the end. It's like, uh, you know, like I would go and I got to do groceries. I would do groceries, come back, and then I'm stuck in the house. But we don't know what would have happened yeah. any other way. And if they didn't do a curfew, and you know, what, what were the numbers in, uh, they, were, they, they spiked in the winter, like 3,000 a day or something in Quebec. Um, but if he didn't do anything, then then he would have, the government would have gotten, sh- you know, look how Shit high for the not numbers doing are. You didn't do anything. They were on it. I just, they're in a, they were in a position with this that they couldn't win. No, the, I, were, I said this in the beginning. You can't, it's impossible you can, for you yeah, to win. I would not want to be a, po- I don't like any of the politicians who are around. Me neither. But, but uh, I, I couldn't do a better job. Whatever. Oh. If but, I was that, I wouldn't know what the fuck's going on. Because it's hard. It's unprecedented. Exactly. Whatever decision you make, somebody will be there to point and say, it's uh, shit, at least it's half the population. Yeah. True, a hundred percent. You'll never please. So, as a leader, I believe in in any area, then whether you run a company, a country, whatever it is, you have been chosen to make the best decision for the people. And whether it's right or wrong, it's another thing. But at some point, you got to be like, "This is what I believe." So what, like, but they, but they always it always goes back to conspiracy theory. They said they lifted a curfew last week because it was his birthday. Uh, it was Legault's birthday. Oh, like he did last year. And, you like, know, like and, how do you deal with that? How you know, do you come on? Like, you think he wants to? Eat, you know, I think that, but that's just hyperbole. That's just because it's funny. Like yeah. people are saying that because it's funny. Yeah, but I, I heard like some of like the Greek Orthodox. You know, it's the six 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 number of the beast. Oh, that. Oh, that's every. But that's two different things. <laughs> that's but that's every religion is gonna tie this in because it feels like an apocalyptic thing. Yeah, yeah. When everything stopped, yeah. it, it all it all felt like oh shit, this is it. The zombies are coming. Because it's so drastic. I remember the first few, that month, when everyone's inside and I was going out to get, and I was masked up. And it was eerie. It was eerie. I'm walking around like, but, but, wait, but what yeah. happens? Is this how it ends? Like, but, but you know what? Think of the beauty of it in the sense that, think of how the planet probably got cleaned from all, like, you know. Oh, we're going to fuck it up in a month. Don't worry about it. No, no, I know the planes. We got this. Think of you. <laughs> you saw those. There was pictures that they posted, like satellite pictures of. Over, the smog over, like, the China. Smog, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, like everything, and then and then you think of things like, I mean, I look. Oh, we are the worst thing to happen this planet. That's I'm gonna admit it. I'll take the blame. We are. The Greeks. But, yeah, the just Greeks. us. Yeah. No, no, we do fuck up the planet. That is true. And but, but look, I looked at COVID one in terms of my business. My business grew. Yeah. I looked at COVID as a time for me. I took it as a time to reflect. I spent more t- more time staying home, training, focusing on my things. I I took every moment of this COVID and I seized it. It didn't look, it, to me, it wasn't a moment of anxiety or stress or I I took it, I'm like, okay, how can I make this great? And I, I tell people, well, look, if you told me you didn't have time to train, this is bullshit because now you have more time than ever to train. If you tell me, oh, yeah, home, yeah. if you tell me uh, you're broke, well, let me tell you, now you have more time to stay home and, and, and save money and, 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 and learn a hobby, do something. It really depends on what you decided to do in that moment, right? And it's a reflection of your reality of life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, domestic violence is up. Yeah. Obviously, it's sad, but why? Because you're probably in a toxic relationship. Uh, if you're doing more drugs, it's probably because you're depressed already alone and you need drugs to comfort you because you're not used to being alone. Like, I mean, it, it, it brings a lot of things in perspective in your life in these last two years. Well, but the domestic violence thing is another thing that we, and suicide was up too. But that's stuff that no matter what decision was taken, 
I don't think the curfew helped, but I mean, no matter what decision was taken anywhere, because I think the stats were up everywhere, even places that didn't have curfews in North. So I think that was just an added bonus of all the stress of the world seemingly going to hell. So I don't think I I don't I don't think that it helped. Let's say curfew, but I don't think because you see places that never had a curfew, they spike too. So that means that the overall news of everything's going down, people are dying. I think that didn't help people that had mental health problems. And as for the domestic violence, there's also something to be said about maybe they're being reported more now because people well, are at home exactly. noticing like shit. My neighbor's beating the shit out of his wife. Yeah. You know, it could have been that yeah, too. But also, there you know, if the guy wasn't going to work and working from home and and. Spending more time together. Now we had to listen to her actual thoughts, <laughs> which sometimes are controversial. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's fucking. Yeah. Some people had discovered that their husband is a piece of garbage, and they discovered it via this. They're like, oh, at least we'll spend more time together, and then discovered shit. This guy's just beating the shit out of me. I, I, I think it's like, I mean, it's also think about it, right? The world has shifted. Um, we're cr there's a sort of new world in the sense that things will not be done the same. Yeah. I mean, I'm training people online and you're seeing patients online as How well. How do you, wait, wait, you, I understand. How the fuck do you see patients online? Uh, well, the, the truth of the matter is, uh, you know, most of my patients I don't have to examine. Okay. So it's not like people are whipping their dicks out in front of the camera. Uh some do, actually, <laughs> believe it or not. The white fox in. I'm telling but, you, he's a doctor. Yeah, I've, done, I've done some Zoom where the guy sort of stands up in the middle and unzips his pants. Are they politicians? So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Was this a parliamentary meeting? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, and, but I, 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 you know I, most patients want to be seen face-to-face -face or face-to-penis. Yeah. Face to and... Um, and if I, you know, those patients where I do say, you know what, a guy comes and says on the phone, I have a lump on my balls and whatever. I said, you know what? So I just schedule a quick, come in tomorrow. We'll finish the, the, the appointment just by, uh, you know, we'll do everything I can. I do everything I need to or get all the information and send him for an ultrasound or send him, but then I'll kill come in just for the five seconds so I can yeah, yeah. examine him. Have you so, know, how long have you been doing this? Uh, urology? Yeah. Uh, 18 years. Have you noticed anything in the last 18 years in terms of, I don't know, let's say the last five, uh, more people coming with serious issues or less issues? Or have you noticed a trend? Like, Fuck, there's a wave of something different. Or has it all been kind of par for the course for 18 years? I, I think the only thing, well, I don't think people have changed. I think my focus and my practice has changed since I got into uh, more sexual medicine. Okay. Um you know, so now I feel like every guy has premature ejaculation, every guy has erectile dysfunction, and every guy needs testosterone, just because people are are seeking me out for it because they know I'm interested in it, and they know I'm going to speak to them. You know, no one wants to come in and has these personal problems and and come in for a four minute visit. Is most of it psychological when it comes to ED? Not no, but a lot of it is. Okay, I think there's a lot of overlap, and you know the. Bad erections causes you to stress about it, and stressing about it causes you. To oh yeah, that's it. a so vicious it, cycle. It, yeah, it definitely, definitely goes. So, again, taking the holistic approach. That's why yeah, exercise, whatever. But you got you got to work up here also. So uh, you know, I, I try to get all those sexual patients to go to see a sex therapist. There's some great ones out there, but uh, nobody does. I mean, one out of thirty maybe will. Because of shyness. Them. Uh, yeah, they don't want to talk about it. No, it's not in my head. How sexy are these therapists? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, guys, I guess we're not. Let's break to yeah. commercial. I, <laughs> no, I think it isn't. I think it is. I have a theory which is probably wrong, but I'm going to ask him because he's a professional. I have a, it, it could be completely wrong, but I have a theory that ED mm-hmm. now, there's a lot of it psychological. I feel like there might be a correlation with the amount of porn that was available to my generation, which was more than, let's say, his generation, because especially growing up in, like, as soon as I got into high school, I feel like that's when everyone, computers start to really be a thing. Everyone had access to porn. And I feel like the ease of access, because I had also read an article about kids losing their virginity now later uh, in universities in the States, uh, closer to their 30s. Yeah, I see, I see a lot of people. And I, I we, feel we, like there's a correlation, but it could be a, crazy. But We've done a couple of shows on, uh, at least two, yeah. on, on porn. And um, I, th- I think there's a lot of issues with porn uh, or, you know, the whole hypersexuality. And, and the bottom line is, is our expectations. You know, we see a guy with a huge penis uh, who has sex for an hour. Uh, we all think that we should be able to last for an hour. The average penetration to ejaculation is ten mi- 8 to 10 minutes. You know, we see these guys going at it, uh, you know, for, for 45 minutes. You know, they also have these huge penises, which are... And I, I have these guys coming to me often, once a week or so, saying, you know, I'm not happy with my penis size. And I, okay, let me see. And they have probably above average penis sizes. Oh. You know, so, you know, it does... You know, and, and you have all you know, they're having sex, and the woman's moaning and groaning. So and they're whatever. getting stressed out when their real life experience isn't out what they saw. Right, right. So you're having sex with a woman, and she's like, uh, she's not moaning like, uh, like uh, I, I don't know what. And she's not like, faking it. Is what you're saying? Not, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like, what's wrong with me? You know, what, she's she not enjoying this. And then all of a sudden, your experiences appear, oh, as shit. opposed to like enjoying the fun. And, so, and we had a great. Um, Great guest, Amanda Luderman. Yeah, she's a sex therapist in yeah. Montreal. And she uh, talked about ethical porn. Yeah. Wait, she's here, Amanda Luderman? She's, she's in, in Montreal. Montreal, Montreal her, yeah. uh, erotic so, Empathy erotic is her empathy. Yeah. website company. or That's her, whatever. She's a, she's a sex therapist. So if you were shy to go to a doctor first, now you know her name, you could fucking go directly. Yeah, she's amazing. So we, we we had her come on and talk about ethical porn. I'm like, ethical, ethical porn? Yeah, exactly my, my, my yeah. thing. And it's like, what's ethical porn? It's actual real porn with real people. Going through the real, um, you know, no, no Viagra cosmetics, nothing. Yeah, they're uh, they're normal, normal looking people. They're not. They're they may be a little chubby. They may be a little whatever. They're not all these crazy uh, grass fed uh, organic Barbie porn. Who you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. grass fed. Yeah, and 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 she's and, and she said like it's it's all the actors and actresses are paid properly and treated properly, and you know it's all there's no drugs either from what I remember she said right yeah. no Viagra none of that so I mean if you watch that type of porn and and it was interesting because on the episode we because we had one that said how porn porn will distort. Erica Lust. uh yeah it was Erica she's uh, the big producer I think uh worldwide producer of this type of, of porn kind of porn, porn. Yeah. and I guess things. ethical porn if you watch ethical porn you're probably watching a more realistic porn which then creates a realistic realistic expectation for you and for your partner, whatever it is. Yeah. And she actually, she talked about porn as not being negative, as being good and positive. If you're watching good porn, it could... It depends it could, how you use yeah. it. Yeah, that's what she was saying. If you're using it to, to escape your wife and or, or, or husband or boyfriend or whatever, I mean, it, you know, it's women watch porn also. Uh, what did she, she said, that, yeah, and, and to escape your sexual relationship and, and have it one on the side that is better or different or, you know, and avoiding... Being intimate with your partner, 
as opposed to using it maybe with your partner or just to get you a little bit aroused to get you to go with your partner. Use it not in, as a tool to help instead of yeah. instead of like a scapegoat. Of, yeah. yeah. Oh fuck! So I, I we never saw, and then we had somebody else talk about porn, and she she was more about how it's going to distort, you know, um, your reality of what porn is, and that's. Why oh, so I'm not crazy. This is not just a, a uh, an idiot theory. This no, is no, this actually it has actual true. effects. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it's and, and think about it. It's one of the biggest markets in the world. I think online. But right? that's why, and it's always been one of the biggest in Montreal. Which uh, we have one in Pornhub. Montreal. Oh, we have all Pornhub. kinds. Uh, yeah, on the carry. But in in the in the top ten. Uh, traffic websites. I think multiple of them are porn. Yeah, porn sites. Yeah, all around the world, all around the world. That's why. But it's grown because it wasn't like I'm saying. When I got in high school, like I, I remember, I didn't even have a computer. It was just right then when things were starting to pop off. So there's the generation that's, I guess, starting for me, but a bit after me that it's just been part of no. part for the course. It's just there all the time. Right. So I'm thinking. Well, of course, these kids are going to grow up differently because for us, it was like a challenge and this and that. And, you know, are you going to see a girl naked? Are you going to do this? Whereas now they just have everything available. It must, you but, know, you're like, hey, well, why would I go out and chase girls? That's what they said in the in the study about these college students in the States. And they're like, it's, you know, there's less chance of rejection. Let, you know, I'll just watch porn. And then they're virgin until they're 28. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Can't get well, I, I remember when we used to watch, like, try to catch a porn. It was like blurry, blurry. and it was blurry, and you'd be like, you'd see a boob for a second. You're like, oh my god, I guaranteed that's a tip. No, no, my son, he's 13 years old. Like, I mean, he already, like, I mean, it's, has it's, access to everything, access and exposed. And even look at this. I don't like that though. I feel like we're fucking up we, the I, we giant are. generations of children. I actually agree. We are fucking them up, but. Even look at some of the music videos. I can't remember what. Oh video. yeah, everything's hypersexualized. I was yeah. watching. I was watching this video. I'm like, I look at my son. I'm like, what are you watching? It's this girl on the twerking her ass and fucking guys throwing money, and they're all like, "This is the like, Teletubbies remake, Dad. <laughs> Get with it." But imagine the kids watch that. The girl's twerking half naked. A guy's yeah, yeah. throwing money, and my son's doing this to me. I was like, I'm gonna slap you if you do that again. Like, yeah. get that shit off. But you can't control. How much can I monitor it? Yeah. Right. He has his phone. He goes out with his friends. The only thing you could hope is that he doesn't like get to to the point where, he, and it's an actual addiction. Like we had somebody talk about porn addiction. They are addicted to porn. They rather watch porn than have sex with their wives. And then the threshold for them to get excited and want goes it, higher and higher, goes higher, higher. And then you need the girl to be hanging on a lap with one leg as like she's putting ten things in. Her. Like as a side, it's the same thing with excessive masturbation. Complete silence. He's talking <laughs> to you. He's talking to you, buddy. Yeah, Poseidon, but, hey, can we talk about Poseidon's had problems with, I think, were you the guy who was addicted to porn a bit or you were the excessive masturbator? Uh, both. Both, both yeah. Both, yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to say they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. How many times did you masturbate a week, uh, Poseidon? Now? Yeah. <laughs> now. Now well, less. Once or twice a week. Yeah, now less, but before it used Way to be less. like six times a day. <laughs> actually, I actually have a difficult time watching porn now. I don't enjoy it as much. Are you masturbating now? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, where are your hands? <laughs> but before, remember your excessive times? Like yeah, it was bad. It was. It was, was multiple. Bad. It was back to back. He just couldn't get his penis to go down. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, For real? Yeah, yeah. No. How old were you? This was recent. Recent. <laughs> oh, it's been. It's. Uh, it's as if I've been eighteen the whole time. Did yeah. you go see? A th How did you stop? You went to see a therapist, or did no? You I got a girlfriend. <laughs> so he took out on her. Yeah, I just so if you masturbated six times a day, does that mean you have sex six times a day? When I guess I, he's more tired I'm, having sex. I don't know when I'm with her. 
I hope so. Two, three times. Yeah, and the, a day. Yeah, yeah. There's the beginning phases. Yeah. You know how the beginning phases are. I, 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 I do this. I just going. That's bullshit. No, no. During the beginning <laughs> no, phases, I remember. Yeah, beginning of my relationships would just be. I, I know it may yeah, seem like there was there was the there was the joke about the the phases of sex. You know, you have the honeymoon phase where you do it everywhere on the table. And the yeah, floor yeah. Or whatever, and then the the kitchen phase where you do it on the kitchen table, and then it comes to the bedroom phase where you do it just in the bedroom, and then the hallway phase where you just pass each other in the hall room. You say fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, dude, it's the circle of life to get there. It's like a little hand kick. Um, yeah, he used to. I remember he'd be, like my, my he'd be like, Oh, my penis was, I don't know what to do. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, Bro, I couldn't stop jerking off like all night. I go, Why didn't you sleep? Because he'd be tired. He's like, I couldn't. I would jerk off once. I would jerk off again. I would jerk off. And I was like, Bro, how the fuck is your penis lasting these beatings? And he would just go crazy. And then he would, wouldn't wake up in the morning to come to work like when we had something he, or he'd be tired because he was masturbating all night. And I told him, You're addicted to porn. He's like, I know. But he didn't know how to get out of it and stuff. He had a whole uh, sex addiction. Sex crazed maniac, the man. You're having sex three times a day? Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> well, not, not every day. I'm just, I'm just doing the calculation. Is not, he's like, not, that's bullshit. That's not, not, mm, no, no, okay. no, no, no. Because I used to do more than that shit, I remember. Where the honeymoon phase and stuff, I used Wait, to be a goddamn animal. How long have you been with day, her? How long you been with her? Uh, since March. Yeah, this is new. And he doesn't have to see her all the time because she lives in another city. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So you're not having three times a day every day. No, no, when no, she's no, around. No, 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 no. Okay, that makes sense. So you're like catching up for the lost times. Basically. You're getting it. You're getting it. Uh, yeah, we have a calculation. But right before that, hold on a second. Right before her, <laughs> right before her, that penis was put through the ringer. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. It was training practice. Do, doctor, there's a chance that if you would examine his penis, it would be like. Ingrained writing from the inside out. Help me. Come out, come out here. I had, I, had, I, had, I had skid marks at some point. If you want to check it out, get your tweezers ready. Uh, we can. <laughs> no, but it's because. So uh, I, I've been around like all of us because we we're always comfortable. Like me and the friend, we always talk about our sexuality, but we don't really have taboos. But, wait, but but do you guys talk about it like so even on the podcast? Like no, but even on the show, like we, yeah. when we talk about erectile dysfunction, like which like. You know, which guy is going to come up and say, bro, you know what? I can't get it hard. No, we say stuff like that when it ha Yeah, we, we, we talk about that stuff. And then we self kind of diagnose and analyze. And like him, we used to fuck with him a lot too. Some of his erectile dysfunction in the beginning was based off us. We convinced him that he had erectile dysfunction. One time during a podcast with me and Mike Ward, he went to the bathroom to try to jerk off to see if he could get his dick hard because we convinced him that his dick's going to stop working. Like, there's a limit to your dick and you've done it now. It's done. So we fuck with him. But most of the time, like, it, it actually does him good because he'll bring it up and be like, I don't know, man. I, you know, now I can't get it. And then we would talk about it and get it. Dude, it's in your head. You know that, right? Like, you're too young for, like, what you're thinking. And then he'd get back to normal. So you knew that it was psychological. So it does good to get that stuff out. And you realize that everyone goes through cycles of something. It's not just you. So you don't feel like, oh, shit, I'm done. My penis days are over. <laughs> so yeah, it did him good. I think. I think we have to normalize erectile dysfunction. You know, I'm I'm uh, 52. Oh, so, you don't look fucking 52. So thank you. You've been taking good care of yourself, doctor. Good. It's, it's Drosos that's helping. <laughs> so so I, you know, if you look at statistics, 50 percent of men my age have have erectile dysfunction or sexual dysfunction. You know. So 50. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's 30 percent of 30 year olds. But thirty percent, thirty year olds. So, so Andrew, is this uh, when we talk about it is psychological or physical, or, or both, it doesn't both, matter? It's both. just basically. Yeah, look, if it's if you're twenty two years old, it's mostly psychological, um, but but again, you know, there, there's it's always a mix, and it doesn't really matter to me because it's still erectile dysfunction. 
So it still needs it's still something that we need to get uh, control over and 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 help you and help yourself with. But the bottom line is, is it's we need to almost normalize it so so people come. That's what Viagra helped actually. The Viagra revolution sparked people coming out and saying, "Hey, I got it. I need that." But can and you get dependent on that, no. or is that just no? Because if you need it, you need it. If you if, if you need it and you take it and take it and take it, and you're getting these great erections, uh, and then you stop taking it. They're gonna, it's not going to go worse. It's going to go, but you were bad before. Right. So it's not going to get worse. You may be addicted to the fact that you need it, but you, you need it because you need it, not because you were taking it. And it's not dangerous to take Viagra? Um, no. In a healthy person, the, the there are side effects, but they're mostly physical side effects. It can cause headaches and sore backs and... and Oh, sore backs if you're doing it right, yeah. If you're doing it right, <laughs> but uh, and no, the the biggest misconception is is the heart thing, but it's really Viagra works in a similar mechanism to nitro. That medic, when you get people get angina, chest pain from heart yeah. disease, and they put that thing under their tongue or a little spray. So if, if you take if you have heart disease and you take those, that and Viagra will cause your blood pressure to drop because they both have similar effects. Oh. And that can be dangerous. Okay. But it's not dangerous for your heart. In fact, I know a cardiologist who takes it regularly, Cialis, every day, uh, believing that, you know that there's a preventative effect from it. So one excuse? Yeah. I like his style. <laughs> He's, why are you always yeah, ready to party, doctor? Yeah. next week with like a pack of Cialis. Yeah. Yeah, Anyways, but we're, we're, we're way ahead. Men are way ahead of women in this part of it because we've had Viagra 20... That's 25 years ago. Right. Um, but now this, now it's the women are like, hey, me too. I think it's okay for me to have an orgasm, but I'm not having an orgasm. So that's just starting. And we're starting to see we do different treatments and stuff like that for women. Uh, so now it's, it's you know, the whole, you know, me too. Like, in, not for that reason, but another me too is that women deserve to have good sex also. So what are they missing? Uh, a lot. Uh Orgasms? No, no. Right. I mean, like, what do we? Uh, so, for example, us, we were missing something to help with, uh, let's say, erections because of erections. Oh, it's, much, it's well, there's there's different things because there's, there's. I think it's more. I would probably say it's more wide in women. Okay. Uh, painful intercourse. Uh, you know, even even it could be psychological. Even even uh, I, I can't. I saw the number once of women. It's a high number of women who have painful intercourse, and a high number of those women who were actually abused when they were younger. Holy fuck. Well, that could be why it was painful, yeah. 100%. So it psychologically causes a barrier and it could cause a barrier. So it's a it's a hard subject to bring up and most don't bring it up with me. Um, but, uh, you know, this menopausal woman with dryness and pain, uh, some women just don't have orgasms for whatever reason. Uh, a lot of it may be that the men they're with don't know what they're doing and the woman never explored. So proper guidance, sex therapist guidance, woman's self-exploration, you know, again, because of porno, because of porn, we're, we're expecting that, to, you know, to, to be, you know, having our wife or girlfriend bent over and we're banging them and she's going to have an orgasm. Yeah. Vaginal orgasms is, is not the norm. Clitoral orgasms is the norm. So, you know, many women, many women, most women don't have orgasms with penetration. They need a little vaginal, uh, clitoral. Oh, you're preaching the choir or, here, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, uh, so some of it is just knowledge and exploration, and 
and toys and 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 some of it is biological and we're, we're you know we do so, uh, sort of acoustic sound wave therapy for men to the penis and there is a technology now that we do for women it's it's early and there's, there's no great studies but there's at least there's some stuff starting to come out with the women and and uh, they're trying to the, the catchphrase is the orgasm gap you know because uh, men women sexual relationships 95% plus of the men finish with an orgasm and under around 60% i can't remember what the exact number of uh, exact number of women will have an orgasm so you know we the catchphrase is the orgasm gap and uh, i think we're starting to see more in that and 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 uh, women ha- you know are realizing they have the right to have an orgasm and have pleasure also yeah they got to stop fighting that pay gap nonsense work on the or- <laughs> work, work on the real stuff yes <laughs> oh that's that's hilarious i heard and I, i don't know why it's in my head as if it's real it might be uh, if you don't ejaculate enough you up your chances of getting prostate cancer is that real oh, um i don't think it's that simple i don't think we Uh, no. Okay. Uh, there was one study actually from Quebec where they looked at men who ejaculated, I don't know, it was close to 30 times a Did month. the men know that they were being looked at? Uh, I don't know the details of the study. <laughs> But in this study, they were, you know, in the, the men who ejaculated th- or 30 times a month had a lower incidence of prostate cancer. So it could have been... Uh, I don't but, know. It was just that, one but, study. Yeah, yeah, but that, right. But that doesn't mean that you know the average guy who ejaculates a couple of times a week. If you do it once a week or, or once a month versus five times a, uh, a week is, uh, or you know, or a month, is that going to be a difference? But these looked at people who were doing it many times, and um, you know, uh, studies which show, uh, you know, two groups which are similar doesn't necessarily imply there's a cause between one and the other. So there could be another factor, you know, it's, it, these studies just lead to other studies and discussions and so on, but it doesn't prove that one leads to the other. They could have been, it could be that people who ejaculate more get checked more often and, or, or whatever, or are healthier or something else. There could be other factors which are common in both groups. So, But these are the kind of things, like even that, that are just ingrained in pop culture, like in people's heads, I know around here. So we just tend to believe it, and we don't normally have someone to ask. Like, is well, this I think that was created by men, you know. To, they can go home and tell their partners, you know. Do you want me to die? Do you want me to die <laughs> of prostate cancer? <laughs> <laughs> and if I do, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah. Do you really want this? I'm a goddamn provider. <laughs> and, and it's funny. That's, that's why we created the show, for exactly these type of questions, yeah. because... The average person doesn't know, like, I mean, obviously you can go speak to your doctor, get a urologist, but for the average person who just wants to get some information, um, you know, when they go on YouTube and or a podcast, they listen to the show, they're going to get, this is the stuff we talk about because even me, I have the same questions as you have because I don't know. I'm only informed and misinformed by what I hear and I see. And I think that's why a show like this is doing so well and so necessary for men you guys especially because unlike me you don't swear you have a goddamn professional with you you guys this would be a good show for regular tv because yeah. it's informative you can have younger people watching you guys this is like a good uh ct as opposed to these stupid shows that they put on because there's no guys talk shows it's all no. for women, but it's all entertainment based and they'll talk about women's sex stuff but at just the tip of the iceberg they don't want to get too much into it this would be a good prime time maybe like a 10 or 11 p.m Late night, actually. Well, that's what, show, yeah. you know, when I started looking at men's talk shows, like, I mean, it was just a bunch of guys sitting at a table giving their 
I got drunk, bro. Yeah, yeah just bro, stories. You know, yeah, when you get laid, bro, you know. And I was like, man, I, I said that's definitely what I don't want. Yeah, you know, and I hate that. Yeah, because at the end, we we wanted to give value and 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 bringing and Andrew being like the the, the I call it the anchor of the show because that's what he is. He yeah. brings in the knowledge, the information where we want to make sure we're not misinforming. And if we don't know, Andrew says, look, it's not my expertise or I don't know. And we'll bring in a guest who's going to be able to talk specifically about that and and try to give the best information and as real as possible and, and try to help men. Because, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I remember when I got divorced, I, I felt like I had nowhere to turn to. Like there was no you know, no talk shows or shows or podcasts to listen just for men that could maybe guide me or help me or just somebody to talk to because we're also conditioned to be, be strong, be tough, you know, you know, toughen up. And I yeah, mean, I'm conditioned like that as well. Like I keep thinking like, uh, just carry it on your shoulders, shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear you complain. Look, it, it's, it's obviously part of being a man and sometimes it's good, but sometimes also good to sit with friends and guys and be able to just you know, shoot the shit and actually share like what's going on in your life. And, and that's why I like the podcast format. Yeah. This is the bet. I you love know? long format. Cause you could talk about different. It's not like we have one subject and then if that doesn't go right or it's very easy, oh, it's done. We get to explore. Now you get to like, I asked so many questions, just stuff, misconceptions I had or stuff that you could confirm valid. Uh, the long form podcast, I think changed everything, mm-hmm. especially because of the easy access to start it. So if you wanted, you can even have your own podcast just for your uh, coworkers, you know, your, your, even your patients, you know, where once a week they would go and you would have a topic that you would break down and it's so easy to get into, you know, and put on your website and stuff. So I love the long form uh, interview. I love podcasts. I like, cause it, on TV, you've done like radio interviews listen with the, in this world of, uh, ten, you know, ADHD, do people listen? They you? listen. They don't watch. You can't, yeah. unless there's a visual aspect to it that they have to be looking at, they don't watch for too long, but they listen. So you have people who, they listen to it on YouTube. They'll start it and then they'll just, it'll be in the background. They'll do something else. But uh, podcasts, the main thing is people feel that they're part of the conversation. Because on on the radio, because of the cuts and even on TV interviews, you feel distant. Because like now, we'll be back with this. And then yeah, you're in and out. You're in and out. So your brain logs off. I did during, uh, six months ago, I did a radio segment on a Saturday. And it was an hour long segment. But the whole, you know, it was really four five minute segments or yep. something, you know? Yeah. I, that's why I, I remember going for interviews on terrestrial radio and they, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I get to promote something. And it was the, Oh, so where are you going to be? And it, it was, what the fuck this? I can't say anything. They don't know anything about me. There's no way I could promote any show like this. And the people listening, it's in their car. They're getting in and out and it's, it's very different. But now you have a chance where, cause it's very hard to restart your brain. Your brain is fo- right now. They're focused on this interview. So people are listening. If I were to cut it right now and bring you back on a different topic than your brain was, you lose them. Sometimes they'll even zone out. They'll be like, okay, I'm turning this off. I can't. They're jumping too much. But the fact that long form interviews is, are meant to be unedited just here. This is our point of view. You feel like you're that fourth guy sitting there. You feel like you're sitting there and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, guys, I agree or I disagree. And it, it's the best. That's why we have listeners. That's why people like podcasts. That's why Rogan had that huge Spotify. People love listening to uh, real conversations that don't feel doctored. The radio or re- regular TV, it, you could tell that it's doctored. It's sanitized. You listen to podcasts? Um, yeah, like on Spotify, like whatever. I just you know at night, you know, because I'm, I'm not a big reader, but I rather listen. And again, I think why people listen to podcasts because you could do two things: you could listen to the podcast as you're training, driving, or driving. Yeah. So you're you're you know you're you're getting that information at the same time, and you're learning something new. So 
it makes it you know it it it, it cuts a time you know you're doubling your time on what you're doing that's the way i see it i do a lot of audiobooks now and it was because of podcasts it it pushed me because I was able to listen. And where, when during the day do you do it? Sometimes at night, a lot at night, like I'll be sitting down and I'll be, let's say writing something and I'll listen to a book from someone. So that I, so I'll be getting information and then it'll- uh, But you I'll, can do both, both at the same time? Now, yeah. But uh, I, I, but I'm also the guy that is able to write a script while having a conversation about something completely different and talking. Oh, wow. uh, but I also drink a lot of coffee and uh, I'm a weird, I, I know that my mind is weird because if I'm not interested in something, you can't get 2% of my interest in it. If I'm interested in it, yeah. I'm like a goddamn wizard. Hyper-focused. Huh? Yeah, hyper-focused. Uh, there's a deadline. People are all under pressure. Not me. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the zone. You're not ADHD or any of that stuff? I've never been diagnosed. I always thought it was a form of autism, but someone... Uh, Don't tell me about a, this. A, no, no, but a fan... I, I, was I was diagnosed with ADHD. But a fan told me it's not that. A fan has a kid who's like me, she goes, it's not autism. And she had said the word of what it is. She goes, it's something else. It's not autism. She goes, autism is something different. I understand why you think it's that. She goes, Cause, but you have something else. And she had, and then I looked it up and I was like, oh, fuck, that's how I feel. And that's how It's not Asperger's. I have to find out what the fuck she said, but she was on the nose because her kid was diagnosed with it. And he had the same stuff that I do because I was talking about my mannerisms and like, I don't have a filter. Like people think, oh, he's a comedian. He's just trying to be edgy. But uh, trying to be edgy, I'll just say crazy stuff. I don't, you know me, I don't do that. It's just that I say what's on it just comes out and it's not to be mean or anything. It's just, hey, this is how I feel. Look, this is, I'm, I'm showing it to you. I, I always find that's a better barrier breaker than you having to question, wait, is that really him or is that a character? I don't want to go through all that shit. Yeah. This is me. This is, this is what I feel like. We could, I could be wrong. I could be right. We could talk about it and find something new. But I find that way easier than uh, having that mask and then slowly let's peel it off. Who has time for that shit? Yeah. Who the fuck has time for that? Just so because I don't have that filter, I thought it was autistic, but it's something else. It's uh, there's another word for it, and a lot of comedians have it. A lot of comedians well, I have guess it. You guys have to have it, right? Because that's part of more or less. You have to learn how to be as authentic and as real. As and possible. that's what helps us write, like, uh, like stay hyper focused on trivial matters, like all double down on the dumbest things. I'll argue about like serious subjects. I'll find the middle ground. Something stupid, I will argue <laughs> for hours just because I find it lighter. I'm like, I could get really pissed off about this because it's not a, you know, like I piss people off on Friday because of golf. I was talking shit about golf. Whoever golfs is an idiot, this and that. But I did it on purpose because I have friends that golf <laughs> and I knew what I was doing, right? And But then you see the reaction of people and it's like, does he, but I, I think golf is stupid, but not to the point where I really give a shit, yeah. you know? But I would, I would push in that button. So it's a, uh, but I don't know, it's a form of something that we have, this non filter thing. Like you're an asshole. A bit, yeah, but, <laughs> but it comes off as that, and it, I, I play I call off that. It the Greek superior brain. Fed no, it's with not that she's an olive oil. That, that's funny too. But no, even that, that's another thing because most, because you know, people uh, this big brain, small brain, or whatever. Even that, from what everything I've studied and people that I've met, all that stuff is nonsense. All that stuff is nonsense. You, anybody could teach because all the stuff that we take as superior brain or what I have more than you or whatever is all shit that's taught. Meaning, if you grew up in China you wouldn't be this Drosos. You would have that culture. That's what you, you'd be the best at whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's all, it's all uh, fake barriers that they put on you to try to box you in. It's all nonsense. You can do whatever you want. You can learn whatever you want. If you adopt a kid from Nigeria, he's going to be like you, however the fuck you raise him. He's that's not going to be like the village that he never grew up in. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's all nonsense. That, that, that's, that's big in the States now. Uh, the, the race. Well, yeah, they have uh, a critical race theory. Critical race theory. Yeah, it's all nonsense. It's all racist bullshit. It's, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. It's it, yeah. I don't they say really that you're predetermined if you're, let's say, if you're white, 
then you're racist. This is what the critical race theory. Because of this, you have this preconceived, but it's not true because you don't know how that specific person grew up. Like I said, if I adopt a kid from China, from Nigeria, whatever, you can't assume that they have the Nigerian lifestyle. Hey, he grew up with me. The kid's a Greek. <laughs> he has my life. Whatever the fuck I taught him. That's super racist. Just assume that based on the skin color, based on, because everyone is so different. All three of us were adults that live in Montreal. We grew up here. We had three, we grew up in the same neighborhood and we had three vastly different upbringings. Well, how about people growing up in the same household? You and your sister, like, yeah, you know, completely yeah. different. That's true. Me and huh? my brother and my sister, like, you know, we're Jewish people, grew up in the same house in the same whatever, but we're completely different. Completely. That's why I, I like individualism. I like treating people, like, I can't, if you fuck me over, I can't then turn around and be like, fucking Greeks. It's in, it's crazy because now crazy. I'm grouping in millions of people. Yeah, you, so the doctor, fuck, it's urologist. It's Jewish people. It's, it's that's crazy. It's now you just you're grouping in millions of yeah. people. You know, to me, that's racist, yeah. and that's what I they agree. do in the that critical is, race that, theory. That is, that, that is racist. It, it is, but and they, they say they're not. But exactly. at the end, it's super racist. The core of it is a racist it, thought. If you because this is these are all things that are false, also at face value because it doesn't determine anything. Because let's say you right now, I know you're Greek based on your name. I could see you. But I have no fucking idea how you grew up. You could have grown up in a fucking Haitian house, and your entire culture is Haitian. You don't know anything about being Greek. But, but, but there you go. But then it's like, how the fuck am I going to pass a judgment on you, put you in a group, having never met you, just assuming because the way you look or your name, it's it's complete insanity. That's the kind of shit that I hate. That's the kind of shit that people need to fight against because we can't... It's 2021. We can't become more racist. That's crazy at this point. Now... It's insane. Mm -hmm. Like we have to start pulling back. I'm like, this is all nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. All of it's bullshit. Because we now we know we grew up differently. We understand that racism at a core is a it's a stupid, divisive thing. But we know enough now to know how dumb it is. Because we adopt kids from everywhere, so you know that it's completely. If you're an asshole, chances are you might raise an asshole kid. Yeah, Nothing to do with your race. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, or the kids or whatever it is. Hopefully, that's a. Uh, hopefully, we can get to that point where people wake up and don't fall for that shit. So yeah. It's it's a little bit of the divide and conquer mentality. And it's a lot of that doing right. It's a lot of that. Yeah, you can't have a population. If you have a population that's educated and united. Yeah, that's the most dangerous it's thing because then they realize that politicians. Let's because politicians are people. You can be a. I could be a politician. What the fuck? Why? How am I better than him? Right. Did you like? Let's say right now, him. He's he's a urologist. He's you're, you're a fucking doctor. I could, if I want, become a politician. Mm -hmm. And the way society is built now, let's say I become premier. He's the premier. He knows better. How the fuck do I know better than him? How the fuck do I know better than him? So th it's a weird structural thing uh, that we've created. Yeah, well, forget about politicians. Forget about doctors. Look who we take a lot of our information from. Hollywood stars, mm -hmm. models. Yes. Whatever, these guys pipe in uh, on everything. On, on everything. And, uh, you know, what the hell do you know about... Anything that's happening in the in, in the Middle in, East, in Russia, in the Middle East, yeah, in the Middle East. It's so like we, we, we were talking so about that, and I, so here's my thing. I stopped watching the news. Good. So I stopped watching the news because uh, anytime I expressed any opinion, somebody <laughs> was there to shit on me. So I just said, I'm not posting anything anymore. Screw it. I don't care. I don't want to watch it. I only watch Al Jazeera. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Andrew was was telling me about the anti-Semitic attacks where people are going out. And randomly attacking Jews. Like, yeah, think about here it. Here yeah. in New York and Toronto. Like, happened. think about it. You're driving, you're like, I'm going to find a Jew and I'm going to beat him up. Like, you yeah. know, and I know Andrew and we're close friends. Like, what the fuck does he have like, to do I mean, with I, what's happening I, in Israel? I, it's so crazy. I would go outside now and see somebody going, like, I mean, I, I would, like, it would blow my mind. Like, what do you, like, 
where have we gotten when you go out and you do this? What is your level of awareness? I don't, I don't even know but, if I would call it an education, but at the same time, it's the media. It's the media. It's has indoctrination. Has bombard us with so much information. And here's the thing. The, the you, funniest yeah. thing, we talk about, um, you know, all these conspiracy theories, Jews control the media. I mean, the media is the worst people for the Jews. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like Israel is apartheid. The population has doubled uh, of Arabs in Israel. So if that's apartheid or genocide, then it's the worst genocide no, it's, in it's history. De it's know? definitely not genocide. It's so, completely fucked up situation, though. It's so, completely... Yeah, but... we But we can't... Me and you and him, yeah. we can't solve it. Right. All... Like, I like I look at it and I go, this is so fucked up because you're even like, this is his fault. They're like, yeah, what about this? Well, yeah, that's mm -hmm. his... Yeah, but what about... You know, there's there's what abouts it's a, it's a from thing. everywhere because it's like, there's... That, that's a, that, that's a, uh, a easy example, but... You know, you just look at just look at anything. Look at the states, the left and the right. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, anything that the right said. Yeah, I, I, I last year, uh, Trump, President Trump, said a speech, and uh, my cousin in the states said that was the worst speech I've ever heard a president said. And I, I, t I text him back. I said, "Did you say that before you actually heard the speech?" He probably did, <laughs> right? Because it's it's so you know when whether it's Israel Palestine whether it's uh, you know the Greeks and the Turks or the, the the Republicans and the Democrats we're so divisive and I don't yeah. just I, I just don't see how we're going to get ever out of this we well if the because me the media makes money off you know if it bleeds it leads it make negative okay. news makes people watch because they want to get an update how the whole Facebook then they have algorithms that yeah promote for, this? yeah negative news uh first of all is Negative stuff is shared more than positive. Uh, negative, the biggest thing is it gets more reactions. So you're more likely to type a negative comment than uh, a positive one. A positive one, you leave a, leave a like and be like, ah, oh, that's, and move on. Negative, you're more likely to comment. If you comment, it feeds the algorithm. You're going to share it with someone. Look at this. Look at this fucking idiot said, you go in there too, Bob. You tell them how you fucking feel. And then it continues. So sometimes they'll push little half-truths or whatever just to get people arguing in the comments. And they'll be like, look at these savages. Look at what they wrote in the comments. But it's all because negative is what's selling because they need eyes. Just like with the Trump thing. The CNN lost so much viewership after Trump was gone because they spent four years building up the ultimate evil. This guy is Hitler. He's going to kill everyone. And then when it fizzled out, people are like, I guess it wasn't that bad. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, fuck. Because they they built it up to something so insane. That people were so divisive. This was politicians who we could laugh at. And they made it seem like it was Hitler in the United States. Like he was out there. They actually it's crazy. compared him to it. Which they actually compared no it. Sense. And they, we just they accepted it. it. They, 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 so it's, how, how does this change? Where do we get, where should we get news from? You know, what's. It's, it's, that's the, the difficult you know, thing is I, I say we should be agenda. critical, right? Yeah. But whatever news you're getting, there's an agenda. So let's say me, I want to be critical. It's like, I want to get the vaccine when I feel like I'm ready and I don't really need it right now. I'm not scared of getting it, right? But if the media is only feeding me, oh, actually, a lot of 16-year-olds are dying now from COVID. And if you're over 16, odds are, and they're feeding, 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 then my decision has just changed. Because now my decision is no longer based on facts. It's based on what the fuck they told me. And if they're lying to me, I don't fucking know any better. I'm like, you know what? Give me the vaccine, even if I don't need it, you know, because in my head, I need it. Now I might die. Or vice versa. Eh, no one's dying. It's fucking fake. COVID doesn't even exist. And then your decision is going to be based on, oh, it's not even real. But you know what? Most of most of this, um, most of the people who watch this stuff, all they want to do is validate their opinion. Yes. So they'll go yes. out and they'll, they'll watch... 
the news media that will validate their idea, their decision, and argue that's that why to the, the divide is going like this. Yes, that's why the divide. And you, because, so, you ever watch Fox and CNN sometimes on a, on a I, subject I, yeah, that's I, not I, world renowned, yeah, that's just American? It's incredible, and it's two completely different it's things. And like, well, what what is true here? Because sometimes I'm like, oh no, I get their point of view. It's someone I don't agree with. And I'm like, no, I get what he's saying there. And then I look at the other channel. What the fuck? That's or, not what. Or, or, that's or not like, what they meant at all. Like you literally see. Like I mean, I was watching one of the things when you know the guy came out with his wife with the machine gun and stuff and everybody yeah. went crazy. By the way, so, the more I looked at it, the more I agreed with that old couple. Yeah. And I hated everything about them. And I was like, mm, I don't fucking know. If but, you were coming to my property, I'd like, fucking blow my gun too. Right. On CNN, they didn't put the part where they broke the gate, walked Yeah, they didn't put, yeah, they, that's exactly, so, yeah, yeah. So then I looked at CNN, I'm watching, these I'm like, and then I watched, peaceful, yeah. peaceful, uh, peaceful protesters that broke into my know? property. Then yeah. I watched yeah. the Fox, the Fox news and I'm like, oh, and then believe it or not, I never thought I'd be watching Fox. And I started watching Fox because I'm like, the the part of the puzzle that's telling me why this couple picked up a gun yeah. is because you broke into their house, you trespassed, yeah. and they don't know. And I, I teach self-defense. That's what I do. Somebody breaks into my house, I'm not gonna be like, hey guys, what's going cake? on? Like, yeah, like it doesn't, like, so you have two couples who are in their 60s in a, mansion yeah. and now we're shaming them for being you know rich that's and another thing that i found weird it's, it makes, then it became a bad thing that they had money and yeah. i was like wait wait are they drug dealers did they yeah. steal the money he's a lawyer yeah they made <laughs> their fucking they didn't steal from me what the fuck how is that my problem yeah. but but that's how the media twists yeah it. and then and then so i'm i'm watching this and and i'm trying to make sense of it because i teach this and believe it or not one of the things i do the most is teach self-defense my sales online have skyrocketed <laughs> Everybody suddenly wants to learn self-defense. People want online courses because more and more defunding the police, people are afraid and they want to learn how to defend themselves. So, and I mean, so I look at these type of situations and I try to break them down, but I need to know when somebody tells me I was attacked or I almost got attacked, I don't start, I don't start by like, what was the first strike? No, when was the first time you made visual or intuitive contact. You saw the person, felt the person. That's when the attack started. So mm. I want to know that part. So when I was watching the news and they missed the part about breaking to the person's house, breaking their gate, there was a clear gate. But that's that's why I stopped watching uh, it. Because, sorry, yeah. I, I got called a racist in the street. The girl walked up, she goes, you're a racist. How come? Because I had put at one point, all lives matter. I have tons oh, of- Oh, yeah, yeah. I have put, that, I, that, I, that became a point of content I, with people. I, I, yeah. I have like tons of black friends and I'm like, I mean- to, to me, it's, I grew up. That excuse isn't going to cut it, buddy. Yeah, I, but I grew up with Haitian people in Park X. Yeah. I had a, I dated a black girl who was Haitian and she goes up to me. She goes, you're a racist. I go, it's oh, it was her that said it. No, no, no. Oh, it was, it was an, that would have been amazing. It was, a, it was another. Like Cause a, you kept a, calling a, me names. A 23 <laughs> year old, you know, dumb kid. And she's like, well, you're racist. I go, it's pretty funny. I, I, I dated, you know, a black girl for like three years. I once dated your mother. And, and she goes, she goes, well, you could still date a black person and be racist. I go like, how do you argue that? You're I like, don't know about that. It seems a little weird. I, I know, but that's the point. I'm like, just, and, and that's the moment I'm like, you know what? I'm getting But also this. the All Lives Matter thing, the reason why it was a point of content is because uh, everyone got mixed up. Like, let's say Black Lives Matter, great slogan, terrible organization. Okay. I don't like the organization Thank at all. Thank you. That's what I was going to yeah. say, because the organization is a horribly racist. I, I don't, you know, they're viciously anti-Semitic organization. But you know what's crazy? Capital, it's a bunch of Capital, Jewish guys started it. Capital BLM, oh, yeah. you know. Is it Jewish guys that started Yeah. I, I never it's a Jewish it. guy behind it, though. We'll talk about that after. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of, yeah, and there's a lot of... Uh, that's what I'm just saying is they feed the... Like, look the, at Bernie Sanders. You know, he's, by most people's account, he's Jewish, but he's, by most people's account, anti-Semitic. But, but that's what I'm saying so, is that the, the divide, like, there's people... That's why the individuality matters. 
Because mm-hmm. right now you'd think, oh, there's no way that that's racist or anti-Semitic. There's some, a Jewish guy, some black girls. Why would they be? Because but, they care about the division. Because it's so much yeah. easier to sell. But people don't understand, you know, the concept that black lives matter. Of course, black lives matter 100%. Yeah, if you don't know that, then that's... Versus yeah. the organization, capital yeah. BLM, capital... Yeah, exactly. Bruno. I'm talking about the organization. Yeah, I don't exactly. like the organization. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's, that. you know, the problem is, is that, you know, the organization got boosted from this because people don't know the difference yeah you know it just uh it just became uh, uh you know of course we are well most of us care about black lives and think that you know of horrible things that have happened uh but you know the the uh, the 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 organization will benefit from this and uh just be able to propagate more of their i think one of their people just um one of the had one of the women that was in charge there. Uh, she bought a $1.2 million home. Yeah, and then another one, I think, and now yeah. she had to step down because people are like, how are you buying these I houses? Agree. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like LeBron James. But again, you know what? What do you mean? Well, LeBron James, he's uh, a basketballer. He uh, makes money. Yeah, but like, I mean, he talks about all this stuff. Doesn't but it's di- look, LeBron is in the, I'll tell you one thing. I, he's pissed me off the past year too because yeah. he's, he's jumped yeah. on some bandwagons. But here's the thing you have to understand is he has a lot of pressure on him too because everyone, dude, he's the basketball player. So everything that happens, aren't you going to fucking say something? Aren't you going to fucking say but something? You see, what? It, you don't care about black people but, anymore? But, but you see what's So bad. in his head, he's like, fuck, if I don't say... So he's so reactionary that sometimes he gets it wrong. I've seen like that cop and yeah. he get like the cop that shot the... Remember the, the two girl, girls, yeah, one that was yeah, stabbing? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, well, he was going, she was going to stab another girl. What do you want the cop to do? So all that stuff. So, But him in his defense, and I'm not saying he's a great guy. I don't know him personally, but he does do a lot for the community. He does do, a, especially in Cleveland. This guy gives a lot of money. He takes care of kids. This guy actually works for that. But I find, I'm trying to look at it objectively the pressure in the tweets, dude, because of China too, because he gave China a pass so many times, anything he doesn't speak about or he'll get from everyone, from black people, from white people. How come you don't talk about this? Hey, bro, what's you forgot about us. How come you're not mentioning this? So he's conditioned now. He's waiting. The second something happens, hey, what the fuck? And it's not because he's a bad guy. He's like, fuck, if I don't do something, they're saying I'm a bad guy. Yeah, but, but that's the problem today. That's why he's fake taking, reading books. Have you seen his well, book that, thing? Yeah, but taking not a position is like you're- Taking a position. Like, yeah. I mean, it's- so and he's yeah, in a position this is, this where this is where I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. The left wing uh, has hijacked yeah. Um, yeah. everything, everything, yeah, yeah. everything, They've, everything. Like if you don't speak against it, you're for it. Like right, no, that, I just right. I just if don't want to get if involved. If you speak against it, culture, uh, cancel culture. Let's 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 kick them off the show. Let's whatever. Yeah. And you know if if they speak for it, then they're protecting the the innocent. Like it, it's it's very strange. I wouldn't want to be a comedian right now. I'd, it is weird. It's a weird time. I, I, I wouldn't want to be a comedian, and you know, I train Sugar Simon sometimes. Like, I mean, we talk about this stuff. Like, you have I mean, that big balls. Yeah. Like, do you guys get scared to say like, like you own your show? Yeah, but oh no, no. I'll, I'll, I've said this. I did an interview on a French podcast, and he had asked me that. They go, "Are you fucking worried? Because you say a lot of crazy shit." This and that. The reason why I'm not worried, I'll tell you why, is because I'm very confident and comfortable in who I am, and all the crazy, like on stage, if I saying I, it's these are based on jokes, whether it's race, but sex, even, or whatever. But even saying jokes today, like, but the, then I. If you get offended at that, that's your fucking problem. I don't mind. The reason why I'm comfortable is because I, I, I gauge my actual thoughts, like how I see myself as a person in terms of other religions, other races. And I'm like, it doesn't deviate from the norm. Like, I don't like racism. I don't. I, it, it's something that, first of all, logically doesn't, it's not compatible. But we didn't, to, to, I think, sorry. Because sorry, I didn't have that growing up. We didn't. So, so you can't teach it to me now. It's too late to make me a race. So I'm like, okay, I don't have that. How do I feel about women? Do I think they're they're dumb and this? Like, no, I fucking love women. Women are all like, so I go, the main points that I have in, don't deviate. 
Yeah. You know, I believe in individual rights and freedoms. The only thing that I'm more extreme on that people might not like is that I'm very critical of the government and I think we should have a smaller government as opposed to a big one. So maybe politically, people could argue about that. But the rest doesn't deviate, not just from what I think is normal Western values, it doesn't deviate from what I think a human being should like. You know, anti-racism, anti... So like, I have all that. Like, that's how I think in real life. So what are you going to attack me on? Yeah. You can only make something up. I don't rape people. I don't... Like, but that's the problem. Yeah. A lot of comedy makes make fun of people. Yeah, I make fun of everyone. Pfft, there's no such thing as don't punch down. With me, I'll punch over the fuck I want. If it's funny, I'll go there. But the reason why I go there is because I don't have any, like I don't want anybody to be hurt. Like I don't, I don't have any uh, hate trans people, hate gay, none of that shit. I don't give. A, I'm, I'm an individualist. Want to laugh. I want people to laugh, and I want everyone to have uh, the ability to live their lives freely. But you have your own podcast. If you yeah. had, a, if you had your own show, yeah, would you be careful? Like you know, like you hear people just losing their shows, getting canceled. But you own it. Can anybody come here and say, you know what? We've had enough of what you're saying. Yeah, the government now with Bill C-10, if it passes, they can do that. For real? Yeah, that's why we're trying to fight Bill C-10. That's complete nonsense. So, uh, so, so t sorry, tell me a little bit about Bill C-10. Oh, I, you I, should I, check out the last episode. I had Viva Fry on here. He was talking about it. Um, so essentially, what the, there, there was a bill they were trying to pass. They made it seem like it was to regulate the big providers of streaming content, the Netflixes, this and that. And there was an amendment in there that protected individuals like me and you, small-time people that have YouTube channels, websites. So they go, okay, we're just going to go after, we're going to promote, we're going to make sure that they have Canadian content, that they have the content we like on the major platforms. Whatever, you want to do that, do that. Then before they try to push the bill, they remove that amendment to protect individual people. So the conservatives and other, they're like, wait, wait a second. Why would you remove that? Like now you can go to anyone's Facebook feed, basically, if you wanted to, and be like, I don't like what you said here, you have to take it down. We're not going to do that. We're not going to go to individuals. We're going to go to like uh, people that are influencers. If you have a million subscribers, like there's no real number, but if we think that you have influence, then you're like, wait, no, no, that's, that's fucking crazy. You can't censor what people think when people watch. Because by them taking, let's say if they control that my podcast, like, okay, we won't stop you, but your podcast is no longer going to appear for Canadians in the feed. Well, then you are controlling. You're suppressing yeah, yeah, my speech. Yeah. So the Stephen Gilbo, the the heritage minister, he went on different talk shows to try to explain it, and he kept getting roasted by the journalists. The journalists were like, "Well, just explain to us why would you take it out?" And he would just stutter. Uh, and we're not going to go to individual Canadians. So why would you remove the one thing in there that protects Canadians, Canadian content creators? Anyways, this whole thing happened. So now, if this thing goes through the way the way in its form, if they would want, now you would have to argue why in this and that. But if they would want, let's say Trudeau's government would be like. Drosos uh, or Pantelis, you know, have the balls talk about it. They're talking too much about, I don't know, X subject. It's controversial or whatever. Eh, tone it down. They could come directly to you or just YouTube now. They'd be in control of what we get here. The algorithm. So look, for Canadians, don't promote that. Don't push it up. And that, it doesn't sound, to people who are not in this, it sounds like nothing. But that's huge. That could affect your entire business. Some people's business is only YouTube. Only YouTube. So if they're saying the wrong thing, they're criticizing the government. The government doesn't like it. And they go, this is anti-Canadian and they could make this argument that if you criticize the Canadian government, it's anti-Canadian. Now, you can argue the opposite. Well, that might be more Canadian because you want the government to be the best it is. So you have to criticize it. But they can easily do the argument of he making fun of our political structure. That's anti-Canadian. That's not Canadian content. That's the opposite. And I do that shit all the time. I criticize everyone. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very slippery slope. But like I said, for me doing stand-up, the reason why I don't fear is because I know me as a human being. I know garbage people. I know what a garbage person is. I know I'm not that. So, okay, you're mad at a joke, whatever, cancel me for what? I don't rape people. I don't I don't believe in any of that shit. I hate all that racism. I don't fuck. So whatever you say is either gonna have to be fake so we could argue it, you know, it's 
or it's just because you disagree with me on another political point. Or so that's why I'm not scared of cancel culture. I don't do anything that's cancelable in that regard. Though I don't think anybody should be canceled unless it's extreme. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I don't like what happened to Alex Jones. Alex Jones, I don't think was extreme enough to get canceled from everywhere. To uh, it's crazy shit. You can laugh about it. The, some of the stuff he's fucking right about. Some of the stuff he's wrong about. But I don't think to deplatform and deeper even Trump, Trump off Twitter and stuff. That's good. There's there's uh, beheadings on, on Twitter. There's oh, uh, there's, there's uh, things a million times worse than Trump. Yeah, there's dude. There's beheading. There's child porn on Twitter. There's kitty porn. One of one of my friends, a comedian from New York, she had someone had sent her a thing uh, on Twitter. So she at Twitter, she goes, "Dude, what the fuck is this? Like, take this shit down." And Twitter suspended her account and not the account that had the yeah yeah. So I, I think the I think the media is complicit. Major hundred percent, hundred percent. Media and including Twitter and, and Facebook and and whatever, yeah, they they could you know overnight make the problem be heading in a good direction, as opposed to in a worse direction. But where's the money at, sir? The money's in the negative. They want you. I had a problem with YouTube years ago where we were fighting to get this guy off this uh, Chilean kid, I think, of South America, who he was putting videos on YouTube of murdering cats and torturing this oh and that. Are you kidding me? In I was getting, and he was, I remember when his channel was monetized beside it and I lost my shit. I go, how do you monetize this? You, like you're making money off him murdering yeah, animals. Yeah, but that's why they changed and I was the getting, algorithm. Remember when they changed everything? I was getting fucked over and this kid was fine. And I was like, I don't understand. If I say fuck, mm, we can't run full ads or whatever, but this kid can murder a cat. Are we insane? Are we, like, where's the line? You know? So anyway, shit like that. So that's why, like, again, I'm not scared of the cancel call. They could always cancel me. Who the fuck knows decides that? But I don't have, as a human being, like I don't have a shame, like, Oh yeah, if people find out that I beat up kids or I don't do any I don't do any of that shit. And that's why overall I don't give a fuck. I stopped. I don't watch anything. Yeah. Because all I did was get emotionally charged, angry, argue with people, and I realized at the end, you're never gonna change the other person's mind. No, some they people are on it. it's impossible. Yeah, they dig their heels in. And then I'm gonna spend five hours arguing my point. And then if he does, big deal. I just spent five hours of my time. I might as well do something positive and good without with it. That's the way I see it. Plus, now we have the, the go-tos and they trigger people. The go-tos are racist, sexist, yeah, yeah. homophobe, transphobe. So they'll just label you something knowing that it'll piss you off, but you have to go over it. Like I, people had tried to label me all kinds of shit and I was like, this is, and then my fans normally take over. Like, what are you talking? Like, this doesn't fit into reality. You can't just jump in because if they're labeling you something that is completely untrue, then they don't care about what's true. So what are you going to argue about? You're going to turn them around? You can't. They're, they're already just trying to find something to mark you with. You know, like, uh, this guy is an X thing because right now this is the trend. These are the worst people. But normally, like, a news outlet will do some research. Oh, yeah. Like, they can't just call you, or, this guy goes around beating black guys up. And then the news, if they get that, they would have to look at Drosos. I don't see him going around beating up black. What are you talking about? You know? So you just have to stay calm for most of that shit. Just be yourself. God damn, what a, what a way to end the show. <laughs> yeah. Guys, have the balls to talk about it. There's links in the description, by the way. Uh, whether you're listening to this or you're watching this on YouTube, links in the description. Check out how the balls talk about it. I'm going to put your individual links on as well. And you guys are going to have to come back. Definitely, Anytime. for sure. Love this. We're going to do an exam. Andrew's going to examine... Uh, Poseidon's Poseidon. vagina? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys, and go fuck yourselves. Welcome, everybody, to the thoughts of my head. All my confessions are the latest trend. I'll post them on my feed for you all soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.